I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. We're back. Bully. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The We Back Boy, the One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? We are back. We are back. I'm, I'm back with power and internet and everything. Uh, so uh, we should be back in the normal groove. But more importantly, you guys with Locked Up Mavs raising money for our calling over the weekend, over the span of 41 hours, you guys raised over $5,500 to help the homeless here in Dallas. So honestly, we can't thank you guys enough. I mean, we're super hyped about it, and uh, yeah, man, thank you guys so much. You guys killed it. It was absolutely awesome. We appreciate everybody that contributed. We have about 15 guests, so we have to line up over the next however long we fit them in, so we'll see how we can get that and make it worth your while. Uh, we don't just want, we don't just want to put people on for like five minutes, right? So we'll, uh, we'll, get, it, we'll get it worth your while, and we'll be contacting you. So uh, yeah, we appreciate everybody that did that. We have a running list, and so... Yeah, that was an incredible, incredible thing. On today's show, lots and lots of stuff to get to. So much news. The Mavericks haven't played in a in over a week, so there's lots yeah. of lots of stuff to get to. And then we're gonna be making our all-star picks today. All-star picks. Let's go. We are making them east, west. The starters are already picked. Woo. Let's pick our reserves. It's quite hard. It's quite hard. You to got to, you got to talk about the Luca Dame thing on Friday. I haven't got to really. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll tee you up later. I, I got. Okay. I'll, I'll be able to tee you up a little bit later. So we're gonna get to that. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use that promo code Lockdown. You'll get twenty percent off your next order for you to get one of these delicious Built Bars. Just had a mint brownie. I was showing the camera. If you're watching on WFAA, thank you so much for watching us. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all that kind of stuff. We are a five-day-a-week Dallas Mavericks only slash NBA slash other stuff slash Game of Thrones when it was on slash Ted Lasso <laughs> slash Avatar slash <laughs> podcast that covers the Dallas Mavericks five days a week. Isaac and I have been covering them for, uh, man, a while, five to six years between the two of us. And so, uh, yeah, we've been covering them in the locker room, on the podcast, and we are the the best daily Dallas Mavericks show. All right, let's get into let's get into some news. So, like we said, you guys raised an awesome amount of money for our calling. The Dallas Mavericks saw that, and we're like, oh no, we cannot let them get away with this and be the only ones. So. Hopefully, we inspired them in some way. But the Dallas Mavericks, with the with the the Mavs Foundation and Chime, their their jersey sponsor, put together a $1.25 million donation to a bunch of different places. Our calling was one of those places, which is awesome. So they're getting some more money from the Mavs. Austin Street Shelter, Stew Pot, the Family Place, Genesis Women's Shelter, uh, 14 YMCA locations, the Wilkinson Center, Housing Crisis Center, and Voice of Hope all were receiving of this money. So an incredible, incredible incredible donation from the Dallas Mavericks. So 
Great for them. It's been awesome to, to see that. It's awesome to see the Mavericks. Uh, they mentioned Cuban, Carlisle, Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi, Dwight Powell, and Sint Marshall also was mentioned in there. So it's great to see those guys get out and actually, uh, you know, contribute and, and help the people in their area. Yeah, 100%. I mean, even, you know, Cuban uh, retweeted our video as we were raising uh, money for our calling. Uh, I'd reached out to him. Actually, he was the one who told us, "Hey, get uh, get Venmo and PayPal going on this too," <laughs> and uh, because we were just uh, using Cash App, it made it a little bit complicated uh, and getting all the the lump sum totals at the end. Uh, but Cuban, uh, hey, when uh, somebody like Cuban <laughs> tells you to add some things to it and he's going to push it, then uh, Isaac said, Cuban said, if you add Venmo and and uh, if you add Venmo and PayPal, then I'll retweet it or I'll promote it. And we were like, and I was Isaac was like, I don't know. And I was like, Isaac, when a billionaire says that we should do something, maybe we should do something. Loyal listener of the pod, Mark Cuban, if he says to do something, maybe we should do it. <laughs> Uh, so we did it and yeah, there was a, a lot more money that came through. So, uh, always listen to, to the billionaire, but no, it was, it was uh, amazing to see what the Mavericks, uh, paired together. You knew they were going to do something. They were planning something. This is something that, you know, the Mavericks always step up when there's a need in Dallas, they're going to step up and be a part of that. And yeah, that's, they did in a huge way with, uh, Cuban and St. Marshall and those guys. Couple of newsy things before we get to All Star and we talk about Luca versus Dame a little bit. Mavericks versus the Rockets on Friday was postponed. Another game that's the third game the Mavericks have had postponed this season. So keep that in the back of your head because that's going to come back to haunt them potentially at the end of the season. Mavs versus Grizzlies today on Monday. If you're listening to this on Monday, we think it's going to happen. You probably know more than us by the time that you're listening to this. No, that I should mean- have it. Also, I don't know. I wouldn't know to say it could haunt them. I think. Yeah, I, I, just I think just that they could be they could be in a situation where they're playing a bunch of like a, a couple of extra like back to backs or a, a couple like more scrunched together games. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, it could come back to be like, oh, man, all of a sudden these guys, these teams that had all these games postponed, they have to get them done in a certain amount of time. And it's a it's a it's a crunch, you know, to get that. That's yeah. what I mean by that. Um, the Mavericks. We're able to practice four times in the last five days, according to the Dallas Morning News. Pretty awesome. They practiced on Sunday. So really great to see them practice. There's a couple of quotes from from a Dallas Morning News article from Callie Kaplan I found really, really interesting. I want to get to those real quick. Um, Carlisle said about KP's defense, it's been a big talk from us and from pretty much everybody in, in, in Mavericks News right now. On KP's defense, quote, it's not for lack of effort or attention but more likely because the 25-year-old center missed training camp after October meniscus surgery in his right knee. He's had to build his base fitness and strength during games rather than through the norm, the formal off-season regimen. Oh, here's the actual quote. He's had to play his way into shape, and it just hasn't quite been the same. It's not an excuse thing in my mind. They're just tr- they're, These are just the true facts of what happened. So it's interesting to look at KP, and we've said – we make flippant comments like he's coming back from surgery. He didn't have a real off season. He's just getting back into shape. We make these comments, but it has a real, like it has a real merit as to why Porzingis is not the same defender that he was last year. Right. Like he does, he hasn't had the, his, his normal like base fitness <laughs> underneath him, I guess. And so he can, he can overcome that offensively a little bit, but defensively is where he's really, really struggled. And that's because he didn't have a, a formal off season. It's interesting to hear that from a coach than to not you know, for, than for us to just say it. Yeah, well, it's kind of validating, right? I mean, when you talk about something, you know, as a uh, 
whatever you want to, as a podcaster and media person and, and you know, you don't all have to say stuff. it like that. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you, when we say it, uh, call out a defense, you know, and like, Hey, KP's really struggling on defense. But then you hear the coach say it too, instead of, you know, like, a he could have went with a more of a standard response of, Hey, you know, we're all, we're all struggling right now. You know, we're all trying to figure it out as a team and all this stuff. But for them to acknowledge that, I think that's really important. And yeah, I think there is something that, you know, when it goes into reasons slash excuses, you know, some people will listen to that and be like, Oh no, that is an excuse. But then it, it could just be the reason. Like, I think we just have to accept, yeah. accept sometimes that these are just reasons why uh, this is happening and not always an excuse, but you know, that's an excuse yeah. would be like, I don't know, like, like he, like his minutes thing. We okay, went to that, China. <laughs> the China trip could have been an excuse a couple of years ago. Like there are things that could be excuses, but like not being able to be in shape. Like if, if he came into, if he came into camp and he wasn't in shape, and he had a whole off season where he could have been right. He didn't have a surgery. Like if Luke, like if Luca was making, if we were making all these same cases for Luca, if we were saying, oh, Luca's not the same because he didn't come into camp in shape, then that's not that's then that's an excuse, right? We're not making those cases for Luca. But if yeah. we were making those, if we were making that case for you know for a guy that had a full off season, then yeah, it would be an excuse. But I don't think it is necessary. It's kind of just a reason. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see how that gets better. So, um. Yeah, so they they were able to get four practices over the, this past week, which is awesome. Kind of like a little mini training camp, and they focused a lot on defense. Maxi Kleba had another uh, another quote in that Cali Kaplan article: "Quote: We use this time to analyze a lot of stuff and put a lot of focus on defense. Work specifically on defensive stuff, communication, just getting better overall. We didn't have that amount of practice time yet, so it was good for us. I think this is the most times they've practiced with everybody. Like, yeah, right. Four times with everybody is more than they've had." since the beginning of the season, even with training camp, because they didn't have Porzingis in training camp. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, in a way, this is like their mini training camp, right? And, and an unexpected four days of practice and to where they went through that whole span to where they plan every other day and not just plan every other day, but plan every other day when you're missing five rotation guys. It was just a, a collective, you know, yeah, everything was happening all at once. And now we'll see starting tonight against Memphis and Dallas, we'll see – what you know paid off from that what paid off from the practice and will we see a little bit more of a recharge well, team will we see let's see let's see in like a week from now let's see the next couple of games and see if the defense actually if it if it changed anything yeah th that's what i'm saying like what will we see in these next you know starting you know with the memphis game in these yeah. next few games will we see a different you know energized team will we see some different schemes what what will be different compared to before all of it <laughs> Are the Mavericks good now or are they trash? We'll tell you coming. <laughs> we'll tell you coming. Coming up next. <laughs> uh, last thing before we move on, actually, is Demarcus Cousins is apparently available from the Houston Rockets. We've talked about the Rockets as being a potential, you know, place a, a, a seller in the, the in the Western Conference. We've talked about PJ Tucker. We've talked about Victor Oladipo. Demarcus Cousins is available according to you know rumors and sources throughout the league, and so. That is the first sign that they are going to be a seller to me, at least. Maybe it's just a, maybe it's oh. just only with Demarcus Cousins, but it seems like they're going to be a seller. Their recent stretch of awfulness also proves to me they're probably going to be a seller. But any interest in Demarcus Cousins? We've talked about him, I think, every year since we've done this podcast. <laughs> uh, the Rockets have lost how many games in a row? Seven a games in a row. They are free falling. I know they've missing been missing Christian Wood and stuff, but. Um, yeah, shout out to the people who listen who uh, come at us about our Rockets takes. But um, 
am I interested in DeMarcus Cousins? As the current roster is set up, no. Uh, because in the words of Rick Carlisle, they have a, uh, we have a ton of bigs on the roster right now. Um, do I think he could be helpful in certain situations for Dallas? Yes, but not as currently constructed. So I think it's one of those things. One, I, I think Boogie's heading uh, for greener pastures uh, somewhere else. Uh, I think we could see him on one of these. You know, He's going tight. back to the Lakers. I mean, yeah, I could see him going to Brooklyn. I mean, he could, but it just Brooklyn seems like bigs, that but... relationship's already there. They gave him a ring. Like he's he's part of that group. It seems like, and so I think he's just going to go back there. Whether he I can, say, yeah. whether he can bring something to that, I'm not sure. But uh, he wouldn't bring anything to the Mavericks. Like that one game he played against the Mavericks, where he destroyed Willie Colley Stein, was like his best game of the season. So <laughs> it's sometimes we see some of these Mavs killers, and we're like, oh, we got to get this guy, but. All right, coming up, let's get into our all-star picks. We'll talk about Damian Lillard versus Luka. I'll let Isaac tee up and uh, knock that one out of the park a little bit. We'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, betonline.ag is the one place, your one-stop shop, really, for all That you want to be. You missed this. You have that line set up for you every time. You could just rhyme it, and it'd be perfect. Wait, the fastest and easiest way? It's the place you want to be. It, I don't know. Now I'm confused. <laughs> Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. You can bet on all that kind of stuff. The Let's see if they have a line for the Dallas Mavericks game. I don't know if they're going to have one, but betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign on. Mavericks, five-and-a-half-point favorite over the Memphis Grizzlies. That's a pretty big line right there. I actually might almost just like hedge it and pick the Grizzlies. <laughs> in that one because the Mavericks haven't played in a while maybe they're giving them some extra points at the time off home court advantage a little bit there but five and a half points for the Dallas Mavericks an interesting line from betonline.ag go there use that promo code locked on receive a 50% welcome bonus betonline your online sportsbook experts Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts a, uh, a breakdown of the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts, including us. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Today, it, an actually great podcast. Like Sometimes we promote pods, and I know a lot of you think, man, are they just promoting that just because Locked On Today is actually really good. Listen to David Locke make a MVP case for. <laughs> you know I can't even say anything to that, right? This is like some of the. Me- <laughs> now we have two. So now yeah, we have, reverse roles. Yeah, now we have reverse roles because sometimes you can't say stuff about the Mavs, and now I can't say stuff about Locked On, which is it's funny. So we balance each other out, which is good. All right, All Star. Let's start with the Western Conference because we can also tie in this. Western Conference starters for All-Star, Luka Doncic, our very own. Steph mm. Curry, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard. It seems like everyone and their mother that grew up in Portland all of a sudden got on Twitter as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as Luka was announced over Dame Lillard. And I'm, I talked about it on Friday. I wasn't super upset if you had Dame Lillard. Luka's going to make it. I don't really care too much about starter versus coming off the bench as an All-Star. It's the same you know, as soon as the as soon as the season ends, you're an all star either way, right? Even if you're an injury replacement, like Dirk was an injury replacement twice, and we still consider him an all star those two years, right? So yeah, it doesn't really make any difference to me. However, Isaac Harris, if someone were to tell you Damian Lillard should start over Luka Doncic, what would you have said to them? I would have said I understood. 
I mean, I, I, I'm not, um, it, here's the thing. Like they're, they have similar stats, you know, everybody's looked at their stats. They average both around 29 and 30 a game. Um, Luca averages, you know, more assists, more rebounds. Uh, he has better, you know, field goal percentage. I think Dame has a better, you know, three point percentage, you know, kind of wash on some of that. Now, Luke is the better overall player. I think we have to admit that he's the better overall player between the two. He's bigger. He's better on defense. He uh, is a better playmaker. I, I am. Uh, yes, I am 100% in agreement that Luka Doncic is a better overall player. But I do think winning matters. I have to st- stay true to my brand here uh, that uh, my, I, I push th- I push this whole uh, winning record thing, you know, a lot. You'll see that with some of my all-star picks, you know, too. So if you would have told me that Damian Lillard won the starting spot over Luka, I would have said, dang, bummer. I hate that the, you know, the losses got counted against Luka, uh, you know, especially because the COVID losses and all of that. But I would have understood because... Th- Portland Trailblazers have won 18 games compared to Dallas winning 13 games. I get all the reasons why Dallas's record is where it's at. So I would have understood it. I wouldn't have been up in arms. It's not like it's Trey Young starting over Luka or something like that. <laughs> like this is an actual really, really good player who impacts winning uh, and Damian Lillard and he's on a winning team and uh, de- both players deserve it. It went to Luka Doncic. He's the better overall player between the two. So I'm obviously happy about it too. So uh, I'm not, if Dame won it over Luca, I wouldn't have been, you know, throwing everything. I think like a lot of our listeners just got real upset because they thought that we were going to get some kind of fiery Isaac. We thought <laughs> we were going to get, you know, at least a little bit of fire or passion, some juice in that take, but there was nothing in that take. I didn't have a take and neither did you. If Luca, like if the Mavericks were like sixth, you know, right behind the Blazers, I would have been a little bit more like, come on. Now, the people who take it too far of trying to discredit Luka, like, come on. Like, both of these guys are deserving. This isn't a trying to discredit one or the other. And to see Luka's class in it, too. I mean, Luka was saying, oh, I thought Damian Lillard deserved it over me. I'm like, come on. Like, I mean, I appreciate it. That's the thing you're supposed to say, and we all love it in part of Luka, but you deserve this. Just as my, I mean, he's averaging career highs in so many categories, Luka is. He was first team All-NBA last year. First team. <laughs> like, this is insane. He's having is that a the crazy good one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, don't try to discredit Luca. He deserves every bit of it. But I would have understood if, if Lillard and the 18 wins they have so far won it over him, too. So, that's also, the Timberwolves just fired Ryan Saunders and hired the Raptors assistant coach, Chris Finch, on a multi year deal, like straight up. Didn't even do the interim route and like do a search. So, like, they hired that dude? They hired him straight. According to Shams, they hired him straight up. I find that really interesting that they just. Fired a guy and hired a guy straight away. Ryan's like, like, hold up. I know y'all talked before this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is there tampering with coaches? Yeah, that definitely meant some tampering. Interesting. Anyway, all right. All-star. So the Western Conference a little bit easier than the Eastern Conference, at least we found. I think there's a couple locks here. Um, it's worth noting the coaches pick the reserves. So the coaches vote on the reserves. This isn't the whole breakdown as the starters with fan vote, media, and all this stuff. Coaches vote for the reserves. That's coming up. I think that vote is this week. I could be wrong on that. And then they'll be announced, I think, what, Thursday or Friday. So anyway, yeah. And it's two guards, three forwards, and two wildcard spots. So three, yeah, three three forwards. No, two guards, two guards, three forwards, and a wild card. Two wild cards. Okay. I think you said three guards, but it's two guards, right? Yeah, two guards, three forwards, yeah, yeah. two wild cards. Okay. Just making sure we're on the same page. All right. So 
In the Western Conference, so Luka, Steph, LeBron, Jokic, and Kawhi are already starting. Those guys are already there. My bench guards, Lillard, I think that's a lock. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> it's just straight up lock. Uh, the forwards, Gobert, AD, and Paul George. I think they're all locks. Like, I don't know how you could make a case for any of those guys not making it. My other guard is Chris Paul. I think that, that uh, a son is going to make it, Chris Paul or Booker. I asked Brennan Clean of Locked On Suns if he would pick one. And he, I said, I said I would pick Chris Paul. Would you pick Chris Paul, or am I just overblowing these the couple Mavs games he played where he just absolutely torched the Mavs? And he said, no, I would pick Chris Paul too. The yeah. wild card for me, I picked Mitchell and Zion. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I was getting scared. You were leaving Mitchell off. Mitchell and Lillard for me are locks as the two guards. That they, they will be M- Mitchell. He's had such a, a, a he's averaged twenty five points on the best team in the NBA. He I has to be locked. He's gonna make it. I I I went back and forth with Mitchell and Conley though. I knew another Jazz guy was. Gonna oh make come it. on. Here's the case. Here's the case for Conley versus Mitchell though. Get out of here with the Mike Conley stuff. Get out of Why? here. Why Mike Conley's having a really good season? The only difference between the two is that Mike Conley has sixteen points a game. Come on. He's more efficient, and it's only eight point difference. Four buckets is the difference. Four buckets. It's a only game. eight point difference. That's a, that's a lot. Four buckets. Points for every game. But, uh, but, <laughs> but on it. So listen, listen to this though. Conley and Mitchell both on the floor. The Nets, the the Nets, the, the Jazz net rating is plus eighteen. Really good. They're incredible. Really great team. Congrats, David Locke. When Conley is on the floor and Mitchell's off the floor, stays the same. It's a plus eighteen net rating. When Mitchell is on the floor and Conley is off the floor, plus five net rating. Yeah. So but, look, like, but look who they're playing with, though. Conley always plays with Rudy Gobert. Always plays Donovan, with Gobert. Donovan Mitchell plays without Rudy Gobert a lot of the times. So imagine what Mitchell Mitchell averages 25 without Gobert in some of those minutes. So it's kind of unfair. And they match Conley and Gobert minutes a lot compared to then when they, they rest, they let Mitchell kind of run the show. And he so can, Gobert so. should be an MVP candidate? Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, if we're trying to get more money, <laughs> are we going to get a raise? Because yeah, I'll talk it say, up. <laughs> the more positive jazz things we say, do we get a raise? Yeah. Let, no, by the yeah, way, let's did, give the MVP award to a uh, uh, taller Ben Wallace. By the way, for those that don't know, David Locke is the founder of this this network. Obviously, Locked On, David Locke, voice of the Utah Jazz, host of Locked On Jazz. That's why we make jazz jokes with David Locke. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, Conley was one. I was like, ah. And so then I asked David, like I texted him. I said, hey, if you would pick one guy, and he said Mitchell over Conley. So I yeah. should have sent him the numbers, but yeah. Uh, it's obviously going to be him. I just wanted to kind of make the case for Conley because it's also a little bit of a legacy pick for me. He's never made it, and I just want to see him make one. So I ain't about the legacy crap. Like I know. I'm, I'm a little bit for it. Be- I mean, you're not about the legacy. Like Dirk literally made an all-star game like two years ago because of legacy. Like literally only because of legacy. Well, they, that was like a special. I, I'm, like, just, I'm just saying that, we were all. But that was an extra spot they added just for them. It wasn't like a. Yeah, I'm just no. saying we were all for legacy then. I'm about to kick you off this podcast. You disrespect Dirk again. I didn't disrespect Dirk. I just said that it was, we, we got we to gotta keep it, you know, 100 across the board. So um, Mitchell, Mitchell and Zion, do you have. I mean, is there any? Do we have any differences? I don't have Zion, and it was tough. I will say these. For me, it came down. So I had Chris Paul as my other wild card spot. I had the same. I had Lillard, Mitchell, Gobert, Paul George, Anthony Davis. Those were locks for the fours and guards for me. The two wild card spots. Chris Paul got that wild card, the first one. So then, it for me, it came down to that second one, and it was between Zion, Brandon Ingram, De'Aaron Fox, and yeah. Devin Booker. 
Yeah. And this is where for me, it basically came down between Zion and Booker and I went with Devin Booker and I went with the winning part. I, I know I, I'm a sucker for it, but they are fourth in the Western Conference. They're 19 and 10. I know I gave Chris Paul a spot, but I think I think Devin Booker deserves it, you know, just as much as him. He's averaging 24 points a game. Who's averaging more points, Zion or Booker? Uh Booker's at 24, Zion's at 25. So <laughs> Zion's averaging more points. He's a better playmaker, and he's the, the number one option on his team. Yeah, and they're also 13 and 17. It wouldn't even make the play-in tournament right now. So Correct. I, he also doesn't have a Chris Paul to play with. He has he has Ingram, but it's, it's the reason their I team's think... Their team's not like... Yeah, they, their team shouldn't be like trash, but they should be better than what they are, and he sucks at defense. So... Well... I know. We're Devin Booker is not the best either, but, Devin Booker. <laughs> but... But uh, give me the guy who averages around the same amount of points on the 19 and 10 team uh, compared to the 13 and 17. All right, coming up, let's get into, we'll talk about this a little bit, break it down a little bit more, and talk about the snubs we had for the Western Conference. Uh, should Porzingis have gotten some love? That's the best That's the best tease I can make for, for it to include a Maverick. Tim Hardaway? Yes. <laughs> but we'll talk about guys like DeRozan, Booker, SGA, Fox, and then we'll get into our Eastern Conference one. So we'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, Built Bar, I had a delicious mint brownie bar today the coconut ones are incredible have you gotten the peanut butter ones yet no 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 not yet people in that lockdown nfl like network dm are all talking about the peanut butter ones saying they're they're incredible they're great and so we'll see when those come out i think they're coming out soon so look out for those mm. builtbar.com use the promo code lockdown or locked they are a protein bar it tastes like a candy bar the incredible flavors like we said there's 18 of them right now i guess there'd be 19 with the peanut butter one and there's all kinds of stuff that you can get there low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber great for a keto diet I, I eat these all the time, probably probably too much, but at least once a day I'm getting a Built Bar. It's super easy for a snack. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, and get 20% off your next order with the promo code LOCKDOWN or LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Listen to Lockdown NBA on Mondays. Josh Lloyd, host of our wildly popular Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, takes you around the NBA major headlines with the help of our local experts. Subscribe to the Lockdown NBA podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts. Already listened to that episode. It was out really early on Sunday, and it was great. Uh, Jake Madison of Lockdown Pelicans was on. Jackson Gatlin of Lockdown Rockets talking about Boogie. All kinds of good stuff on that one. All right, let's get into a little bit more of our Western Conference all-stars. So we basically have the same roster except for Zion and Booker. Booker was one of my snubs. Conley was one of my snubs. We already talked about him. Ingram was one of my snubs as well. Um, but if I was going to pick a Pelican, I asked Jake Madison, Lockdown Pelicans. I said, if you would pick one, who would you pick? And he said, Zion. They've been doing an interesting thing recently, and he talked about this on Lockdown NBA, where they've been giving the ball to Zion and letting him run pick and rolls, which is just like the most brain breaking thing if you looked at it, if you looked at Zion and said this guy is running a pick and roll he's the ball handler but it's been really he his assists are way up he's been a way better playmaker and he's been doing really good at that um DeRozan was a guy I really wanted to include and I really wanted to because they're 16 the Spurs are 16 and 11 he's averaging 20 points a game five boards almost seven assists a game like good numbers from him but then I went and I looked up his, I looked up their net rating. So the Spurs net rating as a whole, plus 1.5, pretty good. Uh, with DeRozan on the court, minus 1.6. And I was like, that peaked, mm. that number piqued my interest. Like, okay, wait, they're three points per 100 possessions worse when he's on the floor. And so then I looked up their net rating with him off the floor, 
plus 8.1. Like, they're significantly better when he's off the floor. Now, th- there's reasons for that, right? You're playing against bench units mostly, and the Spurs bench units have been been better than the other team's bench units, and so that can be a little bit, you know, it's not, it's not a tell-all, right? It's not like he's trash because they're better, but it is pretty telling, and the fact that they're not better when he's on the court is <laughs> not good enough for me to try and make a case over, like, somebody like Zion, so... That yeah, was, I did, that was I, what I really – that's what really turned me off to DeRozan. Yeah, I didn't really even consider him. So it was just De- Zion and Booker and – yeah, De'Aaron Fox, I think he deserves a little bit of love in there too. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's about it. Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> like the Spurs have almost, almost the same – well, they have the same record as – they're better than the Nuggets, almost really close to what the Blazers record is, right? So it's like, man, you wish – they're five games over 500. You wish you could get somebody in there, but – And there's some injury stuff too. Like C.J. McCollum's only played in 13 games, but, I mean, in those 13 yeah. games, he was insane. I just couldn't – you know, it's just two less of games for him. But, yeah. um, you know, Jamal Murray was kind of hard. He has decent stats. It's just the Nuggets have been, you know, underperforming. Some, he so. really struggled to start the season, and that w- that's really held him back. He dropped that 50-point game the other night. Um, yeah. SGA, like a guy like KOC had SGA on his team. Um, he's been playing really good, but they're 11 and 18 or no. 12 and 18 now. So John you know. Morant, another kind of injury thing. He just missed so many games there that, you know, I wanted to consider him. But once again, it's just when you look at guys like Zion stats and stuff, and it's like, this is insane. You watch him play and how much he means to that team. You're like, all right, this is a Zion. For me, it was a Zion Booker, Fox, Ingram, and. Yeah, so if Zion gets it, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Let's see him in an all-star game. It'd be super fun, so sure. But no Mike Conley. All right, the Eastern Conference. I'm pr- this is probably where I'm going to get in trouble. But Eastern Conference starters, Giannis, Durant, Embiid, Kyrie, and Beal, which the backcourt is still baffling to me. Um, mm. Off the bench, I think Harden and Tatum, <laughs> Harden as a guard, Tatum as a forward, are both locks. And then oh, I think Jalen he- Brown's a lock, too. Come on. J- I have Jalen Brown as a guard, but I think I'm not sure if he's an exact lock as a guard or as a wild card, but yeah, he's on the team for sure. So it the- stops for me there. For there's me, f- those three are locks for me. But anyway. And then there's four other spots you have to fill, and there's like 12 names that you could talk about. It literally. There's so many meh teams in the East that you're like, okay, I want to, you know, give it to winning, but I also these guys are having crazy stats. So Here's here's the ones I gave, and see if you you probably disagree with some of these. So I have Harden Brown as the as the guards coming off the bench. I would have Harden starting over Kyrie, by the way, uh, oh, and I would probably have somebody else besides Beal too. Bench forwards Tatum, Jimmy Butler, and Chris Middleton are my okay. three forwards coming off the bench. And then I have Simmons and Sabonis as the wild cards. Okay, okay. I'm I what. I went with Butler. I went with Butler over Bam basically because <laughs> Butler Butler's averaging 19 points a game, almost eight boards, almost seven and a half or over seven and a half assists. He's not shooting that well, but he's played 18 games this season, which you're like, ah, that's not a lot of games. But by the time know, the All Star game, by the time the All Star game happens, it's gonna count. And the the guys on um, No Dunks made a really good point about this. There's like if you're in a car with somebody that has gotten close to somebody that tested positive, you could miss a week, 
right? Like, it could it could come down to that. Yeah. So I'm not we're, they're not I'm not going to hold guys games played against them as much as I would in a different year, just because it, it can be it could be just like that. Like Dur- Durant misses a week if someone's close to, like close someone close to him tests positive. I know, but he's he's missed almost half their games. They've had 30 games and he's played in 17 of them. I know the reasoning of it is like sucky, but still it has to be like, when you have some of these other guys that's played 28, 29 games. It's like, and so, I, I just think what, he, I, I just think he like he deserves it. That they're ten yeah. and eighteen when he plays, three and nine when he doesn't play. <laughs> like they, he really, really matters to that team. Uh, their net rating total is minus three. This is even when Jimmy Butler plays, like minus three. When Jimmy Butler is on the court, they're a plus three. So six point swing mm-hmm. when he's definitely on the court. So that he's he just matters to that team a lot. And so I picked him. Um, there's there's probably cases you can make, but I like Jimmy oh Butler. yeah. So, so for me, my next, my next like semi lock after for me is Harden, Brown, Tatum. Those three were locks. My next semi lock after that was Sabonis, and I think he's you know when you look at the bigs and you make the argument for the bigs against each other, it's like Sabonis, Bam, Vooch, you know these guys that you know are all putting up big numbers. But once again, I want to go back to the standings here, and Indiana right now is fourth in the Eastern Conference. They have to have somebody, okay? Yes, I agree. They and it's either Sabonis or Brogdon. I think Sabonis is the better player. He's like fourth in the league in rebounding right now. Uh, he's averaging what? How like many almost points? A, like almost six assists, right? Like it's awesome. Yeah. we don't talk he's about at, him enough as like a really really good passer as a big man. We talk about Jokic oh, all yeah. the time, but we don't talk enough about Sabonis as that guy. He's averaging basically twenty two points, six assists, and twelve rebounds a game. I mean that's nuts. I mean the fourth in the Eastern Conference, so. He's pretty much a lock for me. The Middleton one was super hard. And because the Bucks are a really good team, he's averaging 20 points a game. He, the ball's in his hands. Um, I feel like there has to be another Buck. But if he doesn't make it, I'm not super upset about it. Uh, I have him in there as my other forward, though, as my third forward. My two wild card spots. <laughs> this, is just a, this is just a mess. Because the whole thing... like. If you want to go the winning route, you have a guy in Tobias Harris that's averaging like 21 <laughs> points a game at 42% from three on the best team in the conference. And the dude might not get in. Then Ben Simmons on top of that, who is like probably maybe the best defender in the game, but he averages like what, 15 points a game. And it's like, you really, you, that's the, he is the example of you have to watch some of their games to understand the importance of it instead of just like a box score. Um, so it's like, yeah, you want to go the winning route? Compared to guys like Vooch or Zach Levine, you know, these guys, the guy that killed me that I don't have on there is Bam. Like Bam is one of the best bigs in the league and he's played in 27 games this year, but I just couldn't do it. I couldn't put him over Sabonis. And I, so that there's a case for Gordon Hayward. There's a case for Julius Randle. Yeah. Uh, The two wildcard spots that I landed on was Fred Van Vliet. Whoa. And Zach Levine. Zach I Levine, thought, guys. Oh, hold on, hold Are y'all going to be happy? Hold y'all on, Zach, be happy? You're talking about Zach Levine on Locked On Mavs? I thought the Locked On Mavs guys hated Zach Levine. That's what I was told online. I you was know, told online that the Locked On Mavs guys hate Zach Levine. What did I text you whenever you started clipping things out of podcasts? <laughs> and you started, hey, this is great for marketing. And I text you, I was like, people are just going to listen to these dumb clips and not even listen to the podcast and take things out of context. <laughs> And uh, but anyway, Zach Levine. Here's my thing with Zach Levine. Hey, and hey, if and who who stops doing it? 
<laughs> and if y'all listen to that clip, that clip was from November 13th, before I, his career season, a month before the season even started. Um, Zach Levine's having an incredible year. And we he didn't is, even say we didn't want him. Never Continue. Continue. <laughs> yeah. It's not well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We just didn't think he was a good, uh, you know, a great fit here. But yeah, if y'all think he is, cool. He's having a great season. I want to give him credit. This is why I give him my last wild card spot. The team is not, you know, a playoff team right now. Uh, they're what? Well, actually, they're they're ninth. They're thirteen and sixteen. Yeah, they're right but there. He's sixth in scoring in the league. And you know, if I'm going to have a top ten, I'm not going to have two top ten scores on bad teams. That's why Trey Young. I know y'all are going to laugh at this. Say it's just a bias thing. He wasn't even consideration for me on this. Like these are guys. I had Fred Van Vliet, Hayward, Bam, Randall, Vooch, Levine, Simmons, Harris. All these guys. I were I was debating for these wild card spots, but but Levine's playmaking. I think it's got better. I think he's really like slowed down this year in a weird way in the games that I've watched of him. And I I do. I, I think he's having an amazing season. So I think he deserves some yeah some some credit for that. I think he's an all star, and I give him the last spot on that. The Fred Van Vliet spot is the one that was hardest for me, because they're they're playing really really good right now. I pick him over Lowry. It I, I people are higher on Siakam than I am, but I don't know. I I just I lean him. But if you told me Julius Randle got that, sign me up. If you told me. Gordon Hayward got that. I know y'all might laugh at Gordon Hayward, but he's having a really good season, and that Hornets team is better than people think they would be. So uh, I, I could hear an argument for three or four guys on that. Uh, the Simmons spot to me was so hard because I wanted the Sixers to get another guy, and I know Simmons has been really impactful. 15 points, 8 boards, 8 assists. Those numbers are really good, and he's yeah. one of the best defensive players in the NBA. And if you're giving credit to like Gobert on the other side, then you should give credit to Simmons, right? You know what I mean? Like if we're is Simmons the MVP, though? No. <laughs> Do we need Keith Pompey and David Locke on a podcast arguing Gobert versus Simmons? Keith for... Pompey would be like, Simmons? I thought we were talking about Embiid right here. Uh, Simmons breaks my rule of are you better when he's on the court. <laughs> like totally breaks my rule. You ready for this? I was going to make the case for, for Zach Levine over Ben Simmons. And then last minute I switched it just because I think he's going to make it. Simmons and Embiid on the court together. Plus 15 net rating. Really good. Awesome. Yeah. Great. That's awesome. Simmons on and beat off. Minus 13. Holy crap. Wow. <laughs> that that is bad. Like that is a that's a big swing. Now it happens Yikes. about it happens about like four like like half as much as it happened when, when Simmons and Embiid are on the court, so it's not a ton of time. But yeah, that one you could really talk me into Zach Levine or like like I know you don't want to consider Trey Young, but 26 and a half points, uh, four boards, nine assists. Like he's he's creating a ton of points, creating more points than Zach Levine is just by like Zach Levine just by scoring two more points. But in, they're 13 like, and 17, and he's probably the worst defensive liability in the entire NBA. I know, but Zach Levine's not that far off. Like if you look at some of the, he's better defensively metrics, than Trey Young. Yes, sure, marginally, yes. like yeah, a little bit, just because he's taller and has a longer wingspan. But defensive box plus minus Zach Levine a minus point seven, Trey Young a minus one point three. Uh, like defensive real plus minus from ESPN, Levine is a minus two point seven, Trey Young is a minus three point three. Like both bad, yeah. not that like not a big difference. Bad, uh, and Zach Levine has less excuses <laughs> because he's not tiny. <laughs> 
True. Uh, so, but, tra- but Trey Trey's not going to be out beat out James Harden or Jalen Brown for one of the no. two guard spots. So it's going for Trey to make the All Star team. It's going to be him versus Simmons, Levine, Levine. You know, Fred Van Vliet, basically. I mean, it's a wild well, card, I mean, so it's against everybody. It's not even just. It's so, not even just guard. Like, am I Tobias am I bad for having Levine and Fred Van Vliet over Bam? Like, that's the thing that's like made me think more than anything. Like, Bam's the better player. I just. I don't know. The Fred Van Vliet one is interesting because all of a sudden the the Raptors are like back, right? Like the Raptors oh, are they're all back. Of, they're, they're fifth six, in the East. They're over five hundred now. Yeah, they're back to fifth in the East. They're all of a sudden like this team is back. I didn't even really consider Fred Van Vliet. I I thought about Siakam and I was like ah, I don't know, but so yeah, East is just impossible. Vooch they is the other guy yeah. that should get some consideration. His numbers are awesome, but the team is oh bad. yeah, Vooch is averaging twenty four points, eleven boards. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's having an incredible season. 40% from three. but And they've just been devastating. Vooch is the one that's like so hard. I mean, even like Bam. I mean, you look at some of these guys. It's like Bam's team, their record has sucked because they've lost so many guys to like COVID. And I mean, Jimmy Butler yeah. missed 10 games for COVID. So it's like, dang, it, it, you hate that it's not like you're holding against, but then you can't discredit some of these guys that have played so much on these good teams too. When you know Bam's the better player, and I, I don't know, it, it's just, and it, yeah, you feel for Vooch because he's having an, an incredible season, but they've just been ravaged by injuries, and it's, I don't know, the Eastern reserves are, everybody's going to be arguing forever, all the snubs. Like that, it's going to be a week's worth of, I can't believe Trey Young or Zach yeah. Levine or Vooch or Bam. And everybody's or, got their guy. Yeah. And my, my favorite thing right now in this season, are the beat reporters in these markets that are, tr- that are like making the, you know, the pushes for the people they cover. You know, it's like, Hey, I, let me tell you about Tobias Harris and why he should be in a, it's like, all right, I, I get what you're doing. <laughs> you're uh yeah. Gaining some brownie points with the, uh, I think my favorite thing in a matter of a few days, we had ESPN drop the LeBron MVP story. And then we had Chris Haynes drop the D- Damian Lillard is the MVP. I'm like, Hey, we're all just dropping the, dropping the nuggets for our guys uh, right now uh, when uh yeah when we're backing our, our guys Who, who's gonna be the who's gonna back up uh Luca who's gonna is this Tim Cato's lane or is he Luca's already the, in so it doesn't matter true but who's gonna be Luca's Brian Windhorst <laughs> is it us <laughs> true true McMahon this is look your around corner. And it, look around if you can't find the Brian Windhorst maybe it's you <laughs> Uh, I guess it should be McMahon, but he he only does Mavs part time. So yeah, Cato doesn't feel like he's impassioned enough. Townsend, I guess, but yeah, I don't oh, Brad's, know, I think, al- Brad's I, always gonna be there. We, I think we need the somebody, mantle has fallen to us. <laughs> we need somebody on a huge national stage to just yeah everything be all in their camp like half of ESPN is with LeBron. <laughs> we need one of those what was the heat index we need another thing like that or it's just a page on the website that cover luca yes the slovenian slate is what they'll call it where you just hit it and all of a sudden all the stories about luca pull up there you all go right, there's all colin sexton jeremy grant also jeremy play, grant you have eight good. wins this, this year i'm sorry <laughs> well you gotta say the name right you gotta mention them <laughs> yes I, i'm sorry wild East is wild. I don't care who gets the last spot. Simmons, sure. Zach Levine, fine. Trey Young, okay. DeAndre Jordan, maybe. Van Vliet. <laughs> I would care if DeAndre Jordan got it. I would very much care. 
I would be very nets. invested in it. There you go. All right. If you're watching on WFAA and if you made it all the way to the end, congrats to you. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Stitcher. Take us everywhere you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. He's out. Boom. Jerry. Oh, my gosh. Look who's here. Leslie. The nightmare's over, Jerry. We're going back to work. You're not going to need this anymore. <laughs>